and closer to episode 112 of Alternative Wales, the podcast. Um, for our South Korea and Latvia debrief, I'm joined by Tommy Kaus. Kaus, how are you? I'm very, very well indeed, right? Nice to uh, have won a game. Um, yeah. I'm talking, of course, about, uh, about Cymru, not Wrexham, because we win every game now. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. no, it's, it's nice, mate. So, yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling a little bit more positive than this time last week, mate. Yes, absolutely. I think we all are. Uh, you might be feeling positive uh, in his mind, but I think his body is feeling negative. Uh, Rod, you're still <laughs> recovering from yeah. uh, a few days of overindulgence in Riga. Ah, just, uh, I think um, maybe I've uh, drank so much out there. I think I'm on the organ donor list now, to be honest with Organ yeah. receiver? Not don't you won't be, no one wants your organ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> well, I got a few handy ones because the yeah. the rate I was drinking them cocktails out in Riga, maybe I'll uh, I'll be per- I'll have perished soon. <laughs> they can have my uh, I think my brain might be alright. I was I was gonna say, Russ, the only people who are gonna be like looking to, to like donate organs from you are like people who are like a little bit short of uh, like dog food or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So nice, nice, bit, nice bit of liver. Like degree tremor getting in touch with you. Chuck me in over chip and feed me to your Labrador's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Whatever yeah. you do, don't feed him to a wild boar. Um, less said about no. that, the better. <laughs> Those who know, right, by know. The way, right, by the way, right, I've got to say, I thought you were going to burst into like a bit of boys to men then. You go, um, I don't know about his mind, but Rodri's body! <laughs> <laughs> it's not even boys to men, guys. That's our Kelly. Is it not? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, We're, this is going to be a long podcast. Uh, right before we get into the football, a reminder that issue eleven is still available on alternativewales.com forward slash shop, and it is, as always, the best way to support the podcast. And uh, it's a it's a really good read to boot. Um, so get yourself a copy, uh, and we can continue to do nice things and grow. Um, which is fine, good. Okay, right, football. Let's start in Cardiff last Thursday night. Uh, a nil-nil draw with South Korea. Kaus, um, despite Page sort of bemoaning the game ahead of it, uh, he went with the strong side, uh, returned to the back five that was so successful for us in World Cup qualifying. And I think we, we looked pretty okay, didn't we? Yeah, it was, um, you know... What what's Paige doing? But so just got to start off with calling that out a little bit. What is he doing saying that before the game? Absolutely ridiculous. Bringing some more pressure on himself. But you know what? Yeah, it was it was a reasonable performance. It was a reasonable result. It was a reasonable get. Well, it was it was a sort of reasonable game. Um, but yeah, uh, hey, at the end of the day, that's what friendlies are. Minutes in the legs. And uh, do you know what? I was this. I've got to give a shout out to. Um, uh, Radio Wales show on Friday night. Uh, Rob Earnshaw, Rob Phillips, and, and uh, you know a few of the others. Chris Wathen, I think. Um, and to be fair, it's a great show, and they they do um, they they were sort of giving a bit of insight into why these games are important, why it's important to get minutes in the legs, and you know it, it was it was a lot of sense in what they're saying. And you know we might all think, oh Christ, a friendly, but they are worthwhile. So mm. so for someone like Rob Page to come out and make a comment like that, it was just a bit baffling to me. Um, but yeah, like I say, these games are quite often boring, but they are worthwhile. I think the crowds are always going to be reflected. I, I don't know what the crowd was in the end, but it was I mean, just it was, over thirteen thousand, I think, in the end. Thirteen, so you know, pretty better than we, than we were t- expecting last week, but still, 
there was talk of less than 10 at one point, wasn't there? So, yeah. you know, we'll call that a W. But, yeah. No, at the end of the day, yeah, decent performance. Jordan James played well in that one. He's very, very good again mm. in, in the more important one. Uh, so yeah, you know, it's, I think it's been I think it's been a good two games overall. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned obviously that these games are important for trying things because you don't necessarily get to try stuff in match situations um, in international football like you would in club football, you know. And maybe if we didn't have this game, would Jordan James have started in Latvia? I don't know. It's not for me to say. No, but, no I, I don't think he would. Right to answer you know, that, because he, he impressed, you know, didn't he? So um, yeah, so yeah, maybe you know, Page ended up being a good thing um but rod it was probably just the sort of performance a game we needed really to sort of clear the palette after june's debacle because you know i think we played all right we didn't really threaten too much we probably should have scored one i think ramsey hit the post it slightly went wide he was quite unlucky with that because it sort of bounced off him in the wrong way um but we also didn't really look like conceding so it was probably um needed really wasn't it after june ahead then of monday night yeah, I think uh, nil nil, clean sheet. That was the that was the biggest plus for me was keeping a clean sheet, getting our defensive heads back into it after we we looked a bit headless in June. So um, mm. it was nice to see us keep that clean sheet going into a more important game just to get our confidence back in the defenders and knowing that they can defend if they keep their concentration basically and. Uh, and you know, giving minutes to Jordan James and giving him a start and trying out a few different things, yeah, very worthwhile in the end. And I think I was last week. I was expecting a bit of a you know, maybe a, not a walloping, but a comfortable defeat because South Korea top twenty side, really decent side. So uh, yeah, a bit positive display, and I think it did help us going into the Latvia game because we. You know, it it helped us blow the cobwebs out. Put it that mm. way. Um, just yeah. I think going straight into the Latvia game is our next game and an away game in Eastern Europe after a couple of shit defeats. I think a pressure could have told. Um, but yeah, it was one of those handy little games in between, just like acting as a buffer kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, um, I was I was, it was the best nil nil I've seen <laughs> for a while. <laughs> I enjoyed the fact that it was nil nil, and you know. You, Everyone's happy then, really. You you know, mm. yeah. You're not screaming because you've drawn nil nil in a friendly. You you're taking the positives more than the negatives, I suppose. I think yeah. I think why that was a really good point you made as well about uh, Jordan James. And I don't know if Rod Rod's agrees, but I I I don't think there's any way in the world Page would have started Jordan James against Latvia if he hadn't have played in that friendly and played so mm. well. So I, again, that's just another example. I think that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, obviously, then on to on to Monday. Um, Page only made, I think, it was one change in the end to the squad. Um, Broadhead uh, um, dropped to the bench, and Ramsey started, which was probably expected. Um, so we'll sort of go through the game in a few different stages, um, and obviously we'll start with the opening half hour. Because I thought we looked really good in the opening half hour. We zipped the ball around. Um, we created chances and. Could have easily been two or three goals up, um, you know, ahead of the penalty eventually then. Yeah, 100%, mate. We should, we should have been two or three up, really. Um, you know, we created enough chances. Uh, you know, if you look at, like you say, that first uh, that first half an hour, 
um, created enough chances to be comfortably ahead, and then um, and then it's not such a nervy ending. I I must have. I, I know I don't don't want to speed ahead too much. We're talking about the opening game, but I think you know later on in the game you're sort of looking back at the first half an hour and going, Christ, we, we might have we might have uh, you know we might end up dropping two points here. I mean there was there was one wasn't there where the the Latvian lad I forget his name flashed one just wide of the goal, and you're thinking, oh Christ, you know. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I've I've seen it with Wrexham this season, where Wrexham have been completely dominant, but haven't got that second goal. Uh, but that said, do you know what? It was good. It was refreshing to see Wales go away from home and be very, very dominant in the opening mm. half an hour. I don't think we do that anywhere near enough, and haven't done for a long time. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Um, obviously, we went one 0 up thanks to an Aaron Ramsey penalty uh, won by Harry Wilson, which was a very silly penalty to give away, sort of. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't think uh, anyone could debate it. Um, but I think Aaron Ramsey, obviously, he only played 49 minutes, uh, much to the, the chagrin of some Swansea fans. Uh, but that's probably a debate for another time. I, I um, tell you what, I tell you what, right? Yeah, the, the, sorry, I know you've said it's a debate for another time. <laughs> I can see, I can see exactly why Swansea fans would be pissed off for that. I really can. Yeah, um, you know, this was a this was a vital qualifying game, and for the national team manager to talk about taking him off uh, as a precaution, uh, you know that 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 does, that's not good for me. I, I didn't like the, that. But that's only, just the only thing I will defend Page on with that is we've got a game in a month, and if Ramsey mm. does a muscle yeah. strain now, then he's got to worry about Ramsey's fitness. You know, he wants Ramsey playing minutes in between now and the next game for Wales, so. <clears throat> I could see, see, he's probably meant it that way, but it's come out kind of like sounds yeah. like he's protected him for Cardiff's uh, benefit. But I don't, I don't think that's what he meant. But yeah, like you said, this is he could have worded it more that way, and it would have pissed less Swans fans off. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, but to be fair, to me, I, I think you make a really good point, Raz. That's that's really well put. But I think it probably didn't help uh, one of my colleagues, Mister Abandonato, for stoking the flames on Twitter with that either. He does uh, like so to stoke the odd flame, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, my my look, my view on it is obviously I I do have blue tinted specs, and you know I'm very much a country of a club man, and and like Rod said, you know, you have to manage Ramsey's minutes because he's been sort of not well managed in the past um, and that's because he just has these like injuries from fatigue Yeah, he's only played, completed 190 minutes so far this season for Cardiff, he came on in the friendly which I thought was a weird move Yeah, um, you know I yeah. think he played a good half an hour in that friendly and and it's one of them, it's like you know if, if Bale had been taken off of 49 minutes in the same fixture so he could be fit for Real Madrid Barcelona, would would anyone have batted an eyelid? I don't know. Is it because it's Cardiff Swansea that this sort of debate has happened? I'm not sure, but you know, I I, I think it's more to do with the fact it was only one nil. Yeah, you take you're taking off your key player before the game settled, so I could see that point of view. But then, you know, I think the plan was always to take Ramsey off at some stage second half, and if you're yeah. bringing on a player like Brooks, then you're not going to be losing too much quality there against a side like Latvia. You've still got more than enough to. To do the job, so I I could see both points of view really, and it's uh, but we've got the win, and you know the the South Wales Derby's happening Saturday, so uh, let's let's wait for the fallout of that one next week. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the debate for another time we've already had, so that's good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to avoid um 
pissing off any Swansea fans, but uh, but there we are. Um, I don't think I did, uh, and no doubt Cardiff will embarrass themselves on the weekend because that's what Cardiff do in derbies. Um, but I think Ramsey overall in that first half, it just felt like he was really refreshed and excited. And it's not the old Aaron Ramsey. We're never going to get the old Aaron Ramsey back because he's he's aging. But it just felt like he offered a lot more than he has, especially in June and further back, Rod. Yeah, I, I, the way he put that penalty away, it's just I think he's just you've seen it come back that enjoyment of yeah. playing and being able to pull strings, and just he's probably more comfortable in knowing he's kind of in the. Uh, what's the word? Horizon of his career is other words. I don't even know. The sunset uh, of the career. Sun- Horizon yeah. would be begin. No, nope, but I he's probably he's b- probably becoming more comfortable knowing he's managing his minutes and he's and he's doing what he can and making as much impact on on games as while he can. Um, he's never going to be the all action midfielder that he was in previous years. You know, he's he he's got to look after himself and. Just that confidence he seems to have restored himself and the happiness, I think. I think mm. that quality of life, he's back home now in Caffili, isn't he? So or wherever he lives in that in that region. I don't know where, exactly where his house is. I'm not gonna dox him. <laughs> <laughs> what's his postcode? Yeah, what's his <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he, he just looks yeah, it's it's been a good move from you can tell and yeah, hopefully yeah. for Wales for for that's there are Cardiff fans, you know. We we're going to see that benefit of him in the Welsh shirt. Whilst uh, Cardiff fans will obviously get the benefit of him, Boston Boston midfields in the championship. So um, mm. yeah, and and I just think that penalty showed it. You know, yeah. he's kind of looked. He hasn't even looked at the ball. Like you know, he's looked up and waited for the keeper to move and stroked it home very nonchalantly and. I had my top off before that penalty. That's how confident I was before. <laughs> yeah, I've got a photo of um, Rod and a friend of the pod, Nathan Davis, uh, both topless after the, the, the penalty was given in sort of the, you know, just in case um, Ramsey missed. And for content purposes, I'd have a photo of them sheepishly putting their tops back on. But uh, I'm glad he scored it regardless of uh, my commitment to content. Yeah. Um, yeah, you yeah. know, t- talk, talking of content, right? They do say if you're good at something, don't do it for free. I mean, you know, there should be an OnlyFans account by this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that away end, I saw some serious um, flesh. Um, yeah, well, by the I, end, I, I, so you know, if you're in, if you're into sort of like you know, slightly overweight, drunken um, men in you know between <laughs> 25 and 50, um, then. You know that way end would have been absolutely perfect for you. Well, I, I was. It was about nine minutes into the game, and the guy next to me said, "Get your fucking top off." <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I was like, I'll, I'll, "If something happens, though, I'll get off to worry." And then the penalty got given, and then he get right, get it off. <laughs> Basically, okay, got well. peer pressured into it, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't stay off for too long, though. <laughs> As worried as going to be on camera for all my uh, friends and family back home to see me. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I always, I always try and find another seat if I'm next to Jeffrey Epstein at a Wales game. But... <laughs> yeah. We've all been there. Um... <laughs> what Epstein Island? No, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Regular haunt of mine. Um, right. As halftime, um, as halftime approached, sort of after the goal went in, really, we sort of reverted back to a little bit of a shambles. I don't know why. Maybe the lead, we were uneasy. Um, I sort of gave away a few half chances um, to Latvia. And it felt like 
maybe a better side would have punished us at that point. I think House, despite sort of the broadly positive results and broadly positive um, performance, the defensive frailty is still quite concerning. And I do think that a better side would have punished us given the opportunities we may have given Latvians at times in that game. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think, um, you know, it, it was it was a it was a good performance. I was going to say reasonable, and I think that's a bit harsh. I think it was a good performance from Wales overall. Uh, I think we should have won the game much more comfortably. But yeah, I, th- I think there were moments in that game where, you know, all of a sudden, if, if they, you know, when the, when the lad there, again, I can't remember his name, he's cut inside, he flashed it just wide to the goal. You know, I mean, a, a good player probably scores that. Um, and then all of a sudden you won all the, the you know the home crowd get behind them and then you're in big trouble and we've seen it so often unfortunately uh, under Rob Page where you know where, where we we haven't sort of we haven't played well um, and you know when when the opposition have had moments they've they've took their chances uh, you look at Armenia and, and games like that so um, it, it's it is a little bit of a cause concern that we have those moments in games um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still. I, I've got to be completely honest. I, I'm not. I'm not convinced uh, with with Page at the moment, and uh, you know, it's, it's a real shame because I've been a big backer of his, especially you know when he's had. Uh, you know, he had a lot of criticism for his squad selection in the World Cup. Uh, you know, I backed him through that, and and you know, I I've, I felt that he was probably harshly done by. But um, yeah, I, I'm I'm afraid to say. I'm, we were playing against the team ranked. What were they right? One hundred thirty fourth uh, in the world. Yeah, definitely. You know, below the hundreds. They're 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 a poor side who can't really buy a win at the moment. So, really, ideally, but but then saying that, neither could we. So we we were a team short on confidence, and mm. we've gone away and won two 0 So let's take the positives from it. Yeah. But there, there are causes for concern. I still see chinks in our armor, mm. and next month, next month is going to be really, really interesting. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm quite. I'm quite worried about it. And on one hand, you know, it's almost almost like a free hit. I mean, we have to get something from the game against Croatia, don't we? But um, but then saying that, no one will expect anything. So it, in that sense, it is a bit of a free hit. But mm. I mean, the, the, the next two months, the next two months are going to be absolutely huge. And uh, I'm mm. still not so confident. I've got to say. Yeah, I mean, we'll get onto the Croatia game yeah. shortly. But I mean, I think that's my issue with Page, and obviously you can't get rid of him at this point. You can't get rid of him off the back of a victory, especially in a vi- an, an away victory. You know, they don't they don't come around very often, despite the opposition. But it just felt like if Latvia had gone and nicked a goal at that point and we gone to one all, I don't think he's very good at reacting to negative moments in games. I don't think he's got that sort of tactical nouse to be like, oh shit, that wasn't in the plan. How do we counteract this? In a similar way, I think that's what let us down against Armenia. We went 1-0 up. We looked good. They scored. And we were like, oh, shit. They've yeah. scored. They weren't supposed to score. And then we were never able to recover from it. So I think that that's my worry. Um, so maybe, you know, in a game where we're more backs against the wall, uh, you know, he might have more of a plan against Croatia, but um, we'll see. Um, what I would say, what I would say though quickly is um, regarding uh, winning. We won two 0 in the end, but mm. we we we've never made it easy for ourselves, especially the further east we go in Europe. Um, so I think you know we got to take the win as a win at the end of the day, out of context and everything. You know yeah. we can just 
judge of performance and all that. But you know, how however many times we think we can put teams away, we've never even done that when we had a, you know, when we were at our peak, we went battering yeah. teams away. So I think at the end of the day, we'll you take the three points against Latvia no matter what and go from there. We'd be more, I'd be judging Paige more with what we do. Maybe not so much the Croatia game, but that double header in November is yeah. massive. And, you know, we, we can really judge him there because that's the crunch then, isn't it? So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Back to the game and, I think halftime probably came at the right time for us. And we started pretty well in the second half. Um, and despite going close a few times in the first half and the second half, um, it, it was obviously getting a little bit tense as, as the second half wore on. Um, and especially Brennan Johnson missing quite a few chances. Rod, yeah. on another day, Brennan Johnson scores a hat-trick. We yeah. say, Robert Page, well done. We've won 5-0 away from home. Um, and Brennan Johnson is the new Gareth Bale. But instead, he missed all those chances. Um, I don't know necessarily down to the player. Maybe I don't know. But what did you make of his performance? You know, because he did well, th- probably should have scored at least two of those three. I reckon. I I think the one he should have scored most was the f- one in the first minute. Yeah, I mean, he was put through lovely ball, and I I I was like stunned <laughs> into silence more or less by that start because we don't. Like Cow said earlier, we don't tend to hit, hit firing out of the blocks uh, away from home very often. And we had that chance to go take that. You know, we always talk about how crucial the early goal is away from home against these smaller teams just to mm. open the game up. And if he just scored there, I could have seen us doing the uh, thing we don't usually do, which is dispatch these teams quite comfortably. I think a goal there, and we would have really, we would have gone on to score two or three in the first half. Um, but yeah, he, a bit of a lack of composure there. He went for power, I think, to try and beat the keeper and blaze it over. And I think that was a story of his game a bit. I think he looked like he was, you know, is is he wasn't quite on it with his finishing. But I, I was, yeah, I, I was impressed. I, I like having that kind of player up front. You know, the the one that can run in behind and make those clever runs. And but. You know, he, on another day, he would score the goals. He is, he, I, I do back him as a, he's going to be a good finisher in the future. I yeah. think he'll refine his game as yeah. he gets older. He's still a young player. And he, so, um, yeah, uh, yeah, just, you know, knock that one in the first minute and then he'd be flying. But, hmm. you know, what can you what can you say other than that, I suppose? Yeah, that is football at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, it's a game of fine margins. Um, Obviously, uh, 96th minute comes around. We'll probably see in the game out, but David Brooks pops up. Um, thanks for a lovely pass from Harry Wilson, who I thought pretty an unsung hero over both games. Yeah. We'll get on to sort of um, standout players in a bit. Um, David Brooks scored a uh, lovely dink finish. Kaus, it's an incredible story, um, the David Brooks yeah. story after everything he's been through. And it's just really good to have him back because he's probably going to yeah. be a massive, massive player for us over the next, um, you know, five to 10 years. I think he's awesome, mate. I really do. I, I I just think he's he's a he's got that bit of quality, bit of magic. You know, I think Brendan Johnson's very very similar in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, I, I'd say I'd say arguably, uh, you know, maybe a big shout. I'd say arguably Brooks is more skillful than Brendan Johnson. Uh, mm. But I, uh, you know, I just thought I, I was looking at things Brooks was trying to do. You might, you might, a lot of people might have been looking at the game and saying, "Oh, bro, you know, when Brooks came on, he was giving the ball away. He was, he was, you know, there was a couple of times where he played passes and and he was on a different wavelength to others." But 
I think sometimes he's he's you know he's sort of uh, he's on a different frequency to some of our players. I was looking at some of the passes. I was thinking that's an intelligent pass, but I think it was Harry Wilson at one point he didn't quite read it and and it went out of play. And but I was just watching him closely. I think I just I just think he's a class act, and it is incredible how he's come back after obviously beating cancer. Um, and you know I just hope he can go from strength to strength now. And that finish, I mean. You know, yeah. that, that's that's still, I, I know it's in stoppage time and I know we're still 1-0 up. We look like we're going to get the win, but he doesn't score that. You, you never know. They might score. They might equalise. That's yeah. that's a big, that's a great calm finish uh, under a little bit of pressure as we were at that time. Not massive pressure, but a little bit. And I just I just think the boy's class. I'm really, really happy to see him yeah. back. And, and, you know, my hope really is that he gets back to, to playing proper regular football and I know Paige is a big fan of Dan James as am I but I just think Brooks offers a lot more quality yeah. than Dan James yeah. um, he's, got more, know, he's got more he's got more of a football brain I think isn't he 100% like, yeah. 100% Ross. he doesn't offer he doesn't quite offer you he, he does offer you a good work rate but Dan James is like a machine he's up and down but yeah I think at international level, you need a little bit more than a workhorse. You need a bit of quality. Yeah. And, you know, we're not a side that scores many goals. I think Brooks could be that difference if he can get that run of games under his belt. He's absolutely busted his gut to get to that position for that uh, for his goal, mind. Did you see how deep he came the run he yeah. made to pick that spot? Yeah, he's yeah 96th. But I know he's only come on second half, but that energy, you know, mm. for some, I don't, you can't, you know, you can't. It was that cancer thing as a thing, but to to see someone who's survived that and come back and has that energy through that yeah. in that phase of a game and and just be so cool and composed to think a lovely finish, you know, sublime. And he he is like how said I think he is one of our most skillful players now, and I, mm-hmm. I thought that from when he burst onto the scene. He he's there's something about him. He is he looks a, like a technical step above above some of the other youngsters yeah. that have come through. Yeah, um, some raw talent in that team, but he's he's the one who's got that kind of silky kind of edge to him. Mm. And I think to sort of get back to the heights that he was hitting before um, before the yeah. cancer is really impressive. Um, yeah. You know, and I, I, there was obviously a worry that first of all that um, you know we all wanted him to at least survive, let alone um, God, yeah. get on a football pitch again. Yeah. Um, you know, and then we were like, "Oh, if he gets on the football pitch again, will he be the same sort of player?" But you know, the fact that he is still showing that that ability is is incredible, really. And um, yeah, he's going to be a massive player for us, not just in this campaign, but the next one and probably the one after that and the one after that, hopefully. And uh, yeah. yeah, sort of player we we've been crying out for since losing, um, since losing Gareth Bale. Um, and talking about sort of um, players bursting onto the scene, I guess we should talk about Jordan James. Um, I just think he gave us so much more balance in midfield than we've had uh, recently. And I think brought the best out of Ampadu as well. Rod, I mean, I think we could easily see the two of them um, hold down the midfield now for another decade or so, because you know, Ampadu's probably already close to 100 caps, but you know, Jordan James is exactly the sort of player we needed at exactly the right time. And it's maybe a, a bit of a shame that it's taken him till now to, to get those games. Yeah, I think he just needs to keep developing uh, on the club side of things. He needs to keep playing at the level he's playing and make potentially higher. But that, yeah, very impressed with his couple of displays. And like you said, he's the he's the exact type of player we need alongside an Ampadu midfield. He's 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 got that range of passing. I thought was 
really good. I thought he was spraying the ball up about very confidently in in Latvia. And, um, yeah, just just having that player, it's like a someone who compliments the way Ampadu because Ampadu is kind of the disruptor. He can break up play and you know do the nitty gritty, and then you've got someone like Jordan James to compliment that. And I think he's very promising signs. I wouldn't get too carried away because you know he's. Gonna be pl- having to play against Croatia in a month, and it's a it's a whole another level of football. Then, um, but very promising. It's it's the most promise I've seen in our midfield since you know, since we've had to look at different options to Joe Allen. So, um, yeah, very 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 promising. Couple of games from him, and hopefully he can kick off, kick off, kick on <laughs> <laughs> from strength to strength now. So yeah, yeah. I I said um, I think it was to my old man on the way back that it, it it could be one of those inspired editions the way that twenty twenty Euros campaign was sort of petering out a bit after the summer and then um, mm. and then Giggs brought in Kiefer Moore and it just sort of gave us a new new lease of life and a bit different so maybe John James is that player that can can help us kick on and and qualify. Yeah. Um, House yeah. obviously outside of John James. Um, and obviously David Brooks. Um, we didn't really see any other new faces over the last two games. But who impressed you across the break as a whole? John James. Yeah, just just want to reiterate what I said before. Right, I th- thought he was really, really good. Really impressed with him. Uh, haven't seen a lot of him uh, in the championship, but uh, but no, I'm really, so impressed with him over the two games. Um, yeah, I, I, it's really interesting you said then about the. Um, you know, the Euro 2020 qualifiers and the gigs, um, you know, because there was a lot of, you know, and I've got to admit, including myself calling for his head, you know, at that time, I, I'd be over the moon. I always say this, it's nothing personal. I'd be over the moon if Paige proved me wrong. Absolutely over yeah. the moon. Um, but yeah, it, it's funny that there actually are a lot of similarities. We'd had some bad results, especially I think we'd lost in a friendly, I think it was in Albania, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you know the the group looked a little bit lost, and then all of a sudden he brings in Kiefer Moore, as you say, and then it just changes everything, and, and we qualify, and it's absolutely incredible. But uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to mention as well. I, I think Jordan James, yeah, he he's the one I think over the two games that impressed me the most. Um, yeah, I think I think you're right to mention Harry Wilson as well. Yeah, really, really, yeah. feels like a senior player now, doesn't he? Yeah. But, um, yeah. I just thought it's absolutely incredible. It blew my mind. I had no, I had no idea he was even close to fifty caps. Connor Roberts winning his fifty cap, fiftieth mm. cap, like just makes me feel like the oldest man on planet Earth. <laughs> like he got his, <laughs> made his debut in twenty eighteen. How yeah, has that, he got fifty caps? Was it the Republic yeah. of Ireland game? Was that? His I think debut? it was. I, I think yeah. it was. It's twenty eighteen. How the hell has he got fifty caps in five yeah. years? Absolutely incredible. incredible. He's yeah. he's got to be. Time-wise, he has to be up there. You know, outfield players, he has to be up there as the quickest to reach 50. Has to be. That's a good good question, actually, yeah. Because, I mean, Ampadu made his debut a similar time, but I think he's probably yeah. a few behind. He's had a few injuries. But, yeah, you, know, you, like, you might be right, actually. That, that's interesting. If anyone, he's, any other he's been, fans he's been lucky. out there. Yeah, he's been lucky because we've had two tournaments in that time, haven't we? Mm. But, yeah. um, but having said that, to win an average of 10 caps a year, is is absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. So you know, it's um, well, yeah, it's probably slightly less than that, but you know, it, it is unbelievable. He's got to be up there as one of the best. So big shout out to Connor Roberts. He's been an ever present, 
And, you know, you can only imagine he's, he's probably played through injury in that time as well for Wales. So, you yeah. know, what a top man he is. Yeah, so uh, a good point, actually. Uh, didn't really cross my mind. Um, right, obviously, on to October. We've still got a big old hill to climb. Maybe not a mountain anymore, but it's a hill. Um, you know, these final three games. But I think Armenia's draw with Turkey last week probably left the door ajar for us um, to get into second spot. We need to be near perfect. Um, I think we could probably afford to draw with Croatia as long as they beat everyone else, I think. Yeah. Um, but we'll still have to beat um, Turkey at home and Armenia away, which is the, the one one I'm really worried about. Um, <laughs> uh. But yeah, obviously we, we mentioned that Croatia game. Uh, obviously we'll have Kiefer Moore back. Um, Joe Morrell will be available and, and probably Dan James. I don't know what his injury situation is and how long yeah, he'll be back. Be. I think should so. Be back. It's the groin strain, I think it was. Yeah. Um the podfather, Alan March, said um a good win against Latvia away. Uh but they weren't a strong side. How would you set up against Croatia home? And I feel like we've probably stumbled upon close to our best eleven. Yeah. yeah. If it if Kiefer Moore's to start, who drops out, Kaus? What do you think? Oh, I tell you what, that now that that is the million dollar question, isn't it? I, I don't I don't think you can drop Jordan James now, personally. Oh, definitely not Jordan James. I, I, I don't I really don't think you, you can. Um, you know, I think Joe Morell is gonna find things very, very tough in the next uh, over the next, you know, God knows how long. You never know, things change. But um yeah, I mean it's it's a really tough call. Yeah, where, where do you where do you sort of look? I mean that that defense, the back three almost picks itself these days. I'd like to uh, see Lockyer have a go if he's fit. Um, yeah, instead of Methem, uh, maybe or even Rodon. Yeah. Well, I yeah. Think... No, I, I tell you what, it, it's not a guarantee for for Joe Rodon these yeah. days. Yeah, I described um, Rodon in the ground as being um, Space Jam. Uh, you know, yeah. in, in Space Jam, where all the basketball players lose all their ability. Um, <laughs> and just, he just he just looks shot of confidence, and I really hope now. You know, another yeah. month at Leeds, yeah, playing hopefully regularly. We'll we'll just get him back to where he was because he just still feels like um, yeah. he's got a bit of a rick in him. Um, elite, elite Leeds, by the way, have conceded about 150 goals in two years. So you know, <laughs> do you know? Do you know what? It's 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 really harsh because he he is quite often a guy who has to drop out and. You know, unfortunately, it, it might have to be Harry Wilson. Um, you know, mm. I, I don't, I don't see a place for uh, Dan James in this in this team at this current mm. time. Which, which you know, he's been, you know, yeah. Paige has been one of his biggest admirers. Clearly, hasn't he? So I don't see a place for him. Harry well, Wilson we, has been good. We, we, we've said before, though, Mikaus, Dan James off the bench is a hell of an option. Mm. Oh, teams later on. So against tired legs, mate. Last half yeah. an hour. I mean, what an option to have. Um, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. But again, I think I think Dan James and you know I think Solskjaer did the same with him at Man United. I think when you're playing against top sides, though, he he likes Dan James to stretch him and and keep them mm. keep their defenders honest uh, because of his pace. So it's a it's a tricky one. I suspect maybe yeah. you might find find a place for him, but not for me. Um, yeah, I think I think possibly Wilson drops out. But then, if I'm being realistic as well, I'm going around in circles here, by the way. <laughs> but if I'm being re- realistic as well, I think maybe he will. I I certainly wouldn't in a million years, but I think maybe he will drop John James. 
it would be i think i think we've seen now you know we saw i think that was our biggest problem especially in the world cup is he's playing Aaron Ramsey with one defensive midfielder behind him which yeah. and i just think we we look so much more balanced and i mean like realistically if you want to get all our best attackers on you've got to play four at the back because there's more room for attackers but i just think we look so much more balanced and i think the system yeah. Is better when we yeah. have that five at the back and two it's, defensive midfielders, especially against a team like Croatia. It's the and balance we need in it against Croatia. Yeah. The, 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 the trouble, the, the trouble for me, if you play four at the back and you know two of those four, you know you're playing two centre halves and you're playing uh, Nico Williams and Connor Roberts, that doesn't work for me. You no. can't, you can't, you Nick, can't. Play Nick, that it's 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 suicide. It's absolute suicide. Me, it proved it against Armenia, didn't it? For me, and I really rate Nico, but his weakest part of his games is defence. Yeah, yeah, yeah he is. So, but, but he's he's such a good option going forward, Rods. Exactly, that's what I mean. That you, you don't, and that's why I think the the five at the back suits us better with them two as a, as your left yeah. and right back or wing backs mm-hmm. because they they offer us so much more going forward than you're asking them to do defensive work ahead of that. Yeah. It's it's it just. I think it diminishes them both as players and options for us. So, uh, for me, if you're asking me about the Croatia game, mm. I would try and play a ba- like a balanced team, like we said, like five at the back, but be- much look much better balanced. And yeah. I would go for pacey options and hit on the counter yeah. because we're going to yeah. have to soak up a lot of. They're going to have the possession. They've got good good midfielders and good players who can keep the ball. I think. Yeah, having hey, having men up. who can. Yeah, Brennan Johnson starts every day yeah. for me. Yeah, Harry Wilson, I'd keep in. I don't even know if I'd go with Kiefer Moore mm. back in the team automatically. Yeah. Um, I'd but, try but the, the, only, the only issue, the only issue with that, and I, I, I get 100% what you're saying, but you, you, you just know with Kiefer Moore in the side from set pieces, we've always got a chance somewhere. Yeah, that's that's you know, and, and that's true. you know, so, sometimes against a team like Croatia. You're thinking these are going to be very, very hard to break down. No matter how much quality yeah, we yeah. break, you, but they, no one can. If you put the ball in the right area, no one can defend against Kiefer Moore coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. FIFA outlawed stilts. So you get Dan James in the pair. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, if you think, you know, if we go end up going with the team that started in Latvia, and if you think back to Croatia in March. Page made that dub- that treble change on sixty minutes. If on sixty minutes you're bringing on David Brooks, Kiefer Moore, and Dan James, then that's brilliant. I mean, and we annoyingly you can't get them all in the team. That's not how football works. But you know, even if if you know if one of them drops out for David Brooks and Kiefer Moore, then all of a sudden you've got Harry Wilson and Aaron Ramsey maybe even on the bench. So you know, now with these five subs, I just think that you don't necessarily have to have all your best players started. And everyone has a little job to play. Um, so yeah, as long as as long as Page actually wants to make subs, because again, I think he probably yeah, that's made been... a couple too late in uh, in Latvia. Um, that's, that's one of his biggest flaws, I think, his ability yeah. to read and change a game based on the subs he's got. So mm. if if he can get that right, then yeah, like you said, it's not a problem worrying about who you start as such. It's as long as you've got a plan as the game goes on. Exactly. And how you can influence it. Right, um, that's the football done with. Uh, onto the important stuff. Riga, great trip, great city for a trip. Um, it might have been one of the drunkest Wales away ends I've ever seen. Um, a quarter to ten kickoff local time, serving eight percent booze. 
um, recipe for recipe for enjoyment rather than disaster. Um, I never seen so many people falling down leaving a ground. It was can a beautiful I, thing to see. Can I just Fun. say at this point, uh, Rice? Sorry if I interrupted your flow a little bit. No, there. go on. I um, <laughs> I just wanted to give a big shout out. Obviously, I wasn't in Riga, unfortunately, but you know, you two looked like you had a fantastic time. Um, I, I'm sure we've we've got a question coming up for Rods in a bit, haven't we, uh, Rye? Which uh, which might be interesting. But uh, no, I got to give a shout out at this point to my good friend um, Finley Finn Owen uh, from yeah. the Bay, Colwyn Bay, who. Uh, who was the guy on the video? Uh, absolutely hammering down the shots. What a lad! Oh, he is. Yeah. yeah, that he's, was um, a superb he, effort. He's uh, he's been on uh, he's been on a few trips down to Cardiff with uh, me, Ben, the Tim, and Gareth Lyle before now. And uh, you know he, he enjoys the rebel music as well. Fair play to him. So yeah, good lad. <laughs> um, Rod, obviously you're still recovering from it all. Um, I've seen you drink a ridiculous amount of cocktails. Talked about mixing your drink. Um, but what did you make of it all as a trip and a location? Yeah, really nice place. You can tell it's a why it's a popular stag destination these days. Uh, plenty of bar choices, wasn't there? And, uh, yeah, beer very strong. <laughs> I, think, uh, <laughs> I think by the time we got to the ground, I, I had a couple of them pints in the ground and I I think the first thing I said to some of the boys was like, this doesn't taste like your 8% beers because you can usually tell when they're a bit strength, strengthy, strongly. <laughs> Forgot how to talk Buttery. again. <laughs> Buttery, yeah. But um, yeah, it hit me like an absolute train by the end. So I uh, had a whale of a time and uh, probably treated it too much like a stag myself because usually I've uh, last few years I've been much better at like, uh, what's it called, uh, moderating my uh self out on these trips and getting a bit of culture and but then i was out there f- from friday morning onwards and you know you, there was plenty to see out there but uh once once you've seen it you, you know you just get in the bars and have a good time and it was one of those trips where everyone was having a good time mm. every day we were out there so um no really nice city we were lucky the weather i yeah. think as well um it was not unfathomably hot like it was in Wales just before we left, but it was like a nice mid-twenties, sun's out type of weather. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. Didn't get to the World of Hat Museum, which was yeah. the only downside for me, but um, <laughs> yeah. Life yeah. goes on. It's all about the uh, the company out there though as well, so good. always a good laugh. So yeah, yeah. I'm rambling on because I'm still, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, few too many skull uh, cocktails. Uh, Roger drink his cocktail out of a skull. I think I also saw mm. you have one served on an antler, which yeah. was um, interesting. Um, I don't, don't know what it is about the cocktails, but I, I, I'm gonna kind of cut them out to future trips because <laughs> I've uh, that's that's really they really hit me on that last day. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think you had the extra can walking to the ground that no one else had, which uh, it was some sort of flavored lager, wasn't it? Yeah, it's grapefruit lager. There's there about six point six percent as well, and yeah, there we are. Uh, Rest a bit of a pickle, but <laughs> but uh, all in all, a great trip and a great away end. Um, and of course, a very, I say, a decent international break. All in all, Kaus, give me a rating out of ten, please, uh, of how you think the international break went. Well, you know, it's difficult because 
you you'll you two will end up uh, scoring it more highly than me because you actually went to the two games. Um, I watched it on my laptop in a caravan. So um, yeah, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a seven. A good a, a good seven. A yeah. Good seven. Okay, uh, Rod, what's your rating out of ten for the international break? Uh, from a from a football point of view, I'd I'd probably go seven as well. Yeah, I'd got the job done, and pleasantly surprised with a friendly, and I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. I was one of the people who went, but I I probably wouldn't have gone unless it was on my journey towards Stansted, to be honest, because it it felt like a bit of a one of those Rob Page was even playing it down, but. Yeah, glad I went in the end. I did enjoy the game, um, and then Latvia, obviously, as a as a experience on the whole, I'd probably go nine because I really, yeah, great time, great time, yeah. and uh, it's always, it always, it's never the most important thing, but to get a win out there just adds adds another point or two to it, doesn't it? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I was listening to Guardian Football Weekly earlier, and um, Ellis James sent a voice note in, and I think he said his mate. Had been on, uh, I think, twenty nine Wales away trips and had only seen four wins. So, uh, yeah. you know, they don't come around they, often. So you got to enjoy it. Rare. They do feel rare. When exactly. They... Yeah. Um. Right. Uh, I'm aware we haven't paid uh, anywhere near enough attention to the Cumbria leagues over the last few weeks, um, mainly due to these international games. Uh, we'll have a good catch up on that next week. Um, and everything that's happened since we last spoke about it. Um, and also we'll be looking back on this weekend's South Wales derby, which will no doubt uh, be hugely depressing um, for uh, either Cardiff or Swansea fans. Um, who knows? Uh, but anyway, uh, this weekend uh, also sees the start of the Adran Premier. Um, a very tired and drained me caught up with our pal uh, William Hughes yesterday uh, to find out what we can expect um, from the season. You can hear that now. Before you then hear from Phillips, uh, and then we'll be back for part two. I'm now joined by a uh, friend of the pod, uh, guest on the pod, um, Alt Wales legend, Gwilym Hughes. Um, welcome to the pod, Gwilym. We're here to discuss uh, the Adran Premier, uh, which is starting on the weekend. But first and foremost, uh, how are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm all right, yeah. Uh... Slowly adjusting to the new season, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, just as sort of the men's game is sort of getting into the swing of things, uh, we've now got uh, the start of the women's uh, season this weekend. Um, obviously, things are a little bit different this season. There's, there's a few, you know, we've got some semi-pro teams, uh, Wrexham, uh, and obviously all the, the um, I don't want to say circus, but that's the only word in my head that comes with, Wrexham at the moment, you know, the, the, the Hollywood stuff. Um, there's a lot to look forward to about the season. But yeah, what, what what do you think in general heading into the new season of Adran Premier? Uh, what, what's yeah, there well, to look forward to? I think, yeah, like it's for, for, a, for a league that only got launched two years ago. Like I said, you know, yeah, to have this must change in one short close season across so many clubs as well. Um, makes, yeah, it makes it really kind of quite exciting and quite unknown but I think with some of it obviously you've got the semi-pro but I think a lot of them are changes that I'll see you know you'll see the benefits you'll see the growth a few seasons down the line you know it's not going to be a big won't, won't be like a big bang of change at the start of the season yeah it um, it should be interesting I mean obviously I think 
what the issue that could arise is obviously we have now three semi-pro clubs. Um, do you think that will cause a bit of a gulf between um, that top three and the rest of the league, which sort of was, well, the Cardiff and Swansea of the of uh, Cardiff and Swansea who have dominated the league between them pretty much over the last um, you know five six years. Um, obviously, Wrexham now will have a bit of money. Do you see a gap forming between those top um, clubs and the rest of the league at this point? Um, I think, yeah, unless I've, unless I've missed a lot of transfer, I think a lot of it at the moment, the deals are going to, it's not the signing players from outside just are coming in and, and you know, instantly strengthening its squad on paper. The deals are going to existing players mm. in a lot of cases, I think. Yeah, you'll see a gap forming, but it's not going to be, you know, you're not going to see a chasm by the end of phase one or anything it'd be you know it'd be two or three two or three years of being a semi-pro clubs and you'll, mm. I think you might see a big golf if the other clubs don't catch up yeah absolutely right we'll, we'll sort of run through um team by team then just sort of have a quick chat about uh where each team's at going into the season um and of course we'll start with your beloved Aberystwyth town um how, how are they looking going into the season um kind of yeah I'm not gonna go I'm not gonna go despondent um but I think it's, um, I think, yeah, my, my, I've looked at it before. I think with with Abergavenny last season and Portalba the season before, there was almost a, almost like a definite eighth team. Mm. Whereas now with Abba, um, I think they're disappointed not to make that championship conference last season. And then, but, you know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't disappointing. They weren't looking at relegations. Whereas now I think there's going to be a bottom four or bottom five still of, and it can be anywhere. And, you know, you don't want to be having that, you know, it's very, very plausible that a team goes down by goal difference this season. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think Abba definitely in that mix. Yeah, I, I mean, when you look at the table, I think we could sort of copy and paste a lot of the answers for some of these teams that have been like, they could easily finish fourth and have a nice little season or they could easily get relegated, um, yeah. which I guess makes makes it entertaining. Um, obviously, Barrytown are probably one of those sides managed by... Um, Stevie Campbell, who uh, left Atlantic Major uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, how are they shaping up? What are they looking like? Um, I think they've, on, on paper, there hasn't much, much changed. Uh, I spoke to Lauren, the captain, not long ago, and she seems to But um, they have, however, lost their top scorer from last season. And um, so, yes, I think Mackenzie Olden is going to be a big hold Not necessarily just, you know, being the best player of the pitch in some of the Barrytown games, but also... You know that that player that makes a difference between zero and one point, so one point and three, and they've I think they've definitely lost one of those. Yeah, that will be a shame. Um, Carlos City obviously dominated the league last year, um, ran away with it. Uh, how, how is are we expecting the same, or will um, will there be a few clubs uh, maybe closing the gap or, or challenging at least? No, I think um, I think you know they've lost Phoebe Pool to Cheltenham, but I think she's. I think Cardiff was so much better than ever last season. It was almost like a, a, she's a big player quality, but also a luxury player. Was that, and you know they've cherry picked a couple of a couple of players from you know from their competitors as well. So yeah, I can't see I can't see past uh, Cardiff two trophies treble this season. Yeah, really. obviously they've just been playing in the uh, women's champions league as well. Uh, two 0 defeat to Gintra in Lithuania and a three 0 defeat um, from uh, Shelbourne Irish team, but also. In Lithuania, um, was that are they disappointed results, or were they almost a little bit expected? You know where we are in terms of um, yeah, you know, where our women's game fits in with the rest of Europe. I think, 
Yeah, I think it's I think it's where it fits in. And until we, you know, it'll be one of the big, probably one of the bigger differences you'll see if, you know, we, we keep three or four semi-pro clubs in the league, you know, for three or four seasons. Is that that's where we'll see the difference? It will be. Mm. It might not necessarily be on, you know, what you see on Scotty or what you see in the stadium. It'll be, it'll be us getting past that. Maybe you know, maybe out of that first qualification group in the, for the Champions League. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Cardiff Met then. Uh, the the mystery of Cardiff Met, uh, as always. Uh, same with the men's team. You don't really hear much coming out about sort of how the squad is looking, but you know they've 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 sort of been the third side in recent years, but obviously now Wrexham going semi-pro. Will that affect them? Will they sort of be back in that pack? Or do you think there's probably a little bit of a gap between um, uh, you know, them and the rest of the the non-semi-pro sides? Yeah, I don't think, I don't think you know, unless there's a raft of signings, I don't think the Wrexham will be affecting it, but I think they definitely, the top three is going to be a top two now, mm. I think, between kind of and Swansea. Like Met have lost... Uh, Steph Turner, um, Pinder, and Emily Allen, two of which they've lost to Swansea as well. So that's you know that's you know almost 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 a team nucleus gone then. And obviously you know with the with the lack of courage comes with with a lot of unknowns. So they've got signings. I think ten signings coming through the door, but I don't think you know who, who they are. I'm I'm not so sure. Yeah, that is, that's the thing. You just don't know a Cardiff Met. Uh, the mystery will continue. Uh, obviously, Pontypridd United next. Uh, Liv Francis, very highly thought of, um, you know, I think she's Wales under-19s captain, or at least under-17s captain. Um, she left this summer to go to Manchester United, which is fantastic for her, fantastic advert um, for the type of um, talent in the league. Will they miss her? Are they still going to be, um, you know, where do you see them sort of sitting um, in the mix um, this season? I think... I, I, I think I think they're certainly in that bottom five mix. It's not just missing Left Francis. They've also lost um, Alison Witts and Kirsty Perman Davis. Well, Alison Witts was just you know one of those. I think she was she was a more of a watcher and a, more of a you know a bigger influence on Ponty season than than anyone else really. Um, you know, great great midfield, great at Lincoln midfield and attack. You know, could score from anywhere type type player. So losing her to Britain Ferry, I think is going to be absolutely massive. But again. You know they've got signers coming in. There could be three left Francis's in those, in those players. So, um, but yeah, I, I think I think they'll have a more disappointing season than than last. Okay, um, Swansea City. You've obviously mentioned that you'd likely see them making up the top two of Cardiff City. Have they got enough to go one better and 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 challenged for the title this season? Or obviously you did say that we likely see a Cardiff City double, um, but do you think they'll close the gap at least? Um, yeah, I think enough, enough to, well, at least certainly enough to stop it from winding in. So, um, uh, you know, I, I would like to mention losing Shauna Jenkins to Oxford. You know, she, she's absolutely fantastic defender. But again, you know, it <laughs> it could be, you know, hopefully if, if we do this part of Christmas after after four years, I'll have a I'll have a lot more insight on, yeah. <laughs> on these player squads, having seen some of them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, then the new Saints who. <laughs> Obviously, a lot of noises coming out about them. Obviously, there's a lot of clash at the club. Um, and, you know, they do seem to have a bit more of a focus on their women's team. I guess if there is one team on paper that is going to sort of compete um, or get closer to the semi-pro clubs and be the next semi-pro club, it's likely to be them, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, just infrastructure. I think the only, uh, yeah, it seems like the only thing that's stopping them going for now is maybe just with with the with the value in it yet. Mm. 
but yeah, yeah, I think yeah, they'll definitely be the next semi-pro. I think if they can magic up that money from a sponsor or partner. Mm. And then finally, obviously, uh, Wrexham, uh, new to the league, uh, obviously a big name in the world of you know the the men's professional game, and they bring that sort of badge value um, that um, Cardiff and um, Swansea bring to the league. Uh, also gone semi-pro. Um, they'll be playing their games at Kevin Druid's uh, stadium, or what used to be Kevin Druid's, uh, The Rock, which has not gone down well um, with a lot of their fans and the local area. So, first of all, what are their chances of competing? Are they going to be in the top half? Um, and then second of all, you know, what do you sort of make of the... Um, you know, the whole thing of them playing at the Rock? Um, I think, the whole, well, yeah, I'll start, start with a little bit of the Rock. Um, but I think it's, I think a part, part of it is down to, definitely down to licensing. And I think it, it could be hugely down to what, what what were the other options at the table? You know, they needed mm-hmm. somewhere where they, you know, where they can have an attendance or where they, you know, spectators could, you know, can go and see them every week. And the race course isn't, um, you know, the, the race course isn't suitable for that because it would need to be available every Sunday. Um, but yeah, but as far as their chances go in the season, I think I think they were very, very, very lucky against Britain Ferry um, in that game to go up. And in their in their cup games against Adam Premier just, uh, opposition, they really struggled last season. I was expecting, I think, a raft of signings when there was an announcement they were going semi-pro, which I haven't really seen. So... You know, obviously, I haven't seen any yet. Ask, ask me again a month in, but um, I think, I think they they'll be happy to be in that in that mix. I think based based on where they were last season and where they are where they are now. Yeah, I mean, obviously, what they do is they're going to bring eyes onto the league. Yeah. Um, you know, with uh, the interest, especially from North America, um, and the general interest in North America for for, for the women's game that that they they have. Uh, you know, a lot of people will adopt Wrexham as their the um British women's team maybe um and will bring a lot of eyes onto the the league. Obviously, with that, Scoria have, have doubled their um coverage of um the women's game. What do you think that means then as a whole for the league? Um, you know, you know that the more eyes and the more interest, you know, how will that benefit the league? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's you know it's it's one of those things where sometimes if you know you can get invited to a game or, you know, you can watch a game when it's on and it's, you know, you really enjoy it. But, you know, if if that next invite and that next opportunity is months and months away, you don't get to form habits. And I think, you know, that widening that coverage, widening that visibility is always just, it, it it makes, it makes, yeah, I guess it can make viewers, it turns viewers into fans is what I'm trying to say, I think. And so, you know, it's, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see cameras at every game just, you know, for parity with, Men's, you know, just just so you can at least you know catch the goals, for example. But um, but yeah, this is definitely a step on that in that direction. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the first game will be shown on Saturday. Uh, Wrexham versus Swansea. Um, five forty-five kickoff on S Four C. I'm sure there'll be um plenty of people watching. But obviously, across the whole of the season, um, there's going to be plenty of football all across Wales. Um, you know, you 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 go and follow Aberystwyth with um, women. Uh, what makes the league special, and why should people get out? You know, obviously, there's one thing more on TV, but get into the stadiums, get out to watch it. And you know, obviously, I think the um, the TV will likely show a lot of those um, Wrexham, Cardiff, and Swansea games. 
um, which is good. It's great that the coverage is there, but obviously I think there is five other teams in the league and they all deserve their coverage as well. Um, you know, so so what? Why should people get out and go and watch the Adron Premier? Um, I think yeah, if you want to, if you yeah, if you're able to order issue ten of Alternative Wales magazine off the website, Still available. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I go in quite in depth there, but yeah, it's largely just you know, I don't know, don't like to don't like to use the word you know, great day out because you know it just reminds me of like Oakwood or Folly Farm, but um, <laughs> it's it's that you know it's. We, I think we we probably made eight to nine games over the course of last season across competitions, and um, yeah, like each each of them is fantastic. You know, just you know, going out to different grounds and and just that application on the pitch. You know, people talk about disillusionment with you know, obviously obviously like the Champions League clubs. You know, like Liverpool, Man United, but even you know to a certain level, like Cardiff and Swansea, how they don't recognise the club anymore mm. and all that. And but what um, what the Adran clubs seem to have is just that kind of like commitment and. And look, you know, just just that endearing kind of um, application on the pitch that you know you, you just you just love to see, and it's 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 what got us all in Madrid. Yeah, absolutely, and I I think the Sunday thing is massive as well because you know there isn't much Sunday football in Wales, um, you know, to watch. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's absolutely worth getting out there. I'm hoping to get to a few more games, um, this season when I'm when I'm around them and uh, and you can yeah. drink in the stands as well so uh... exactly well there we are if 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 that is if there's nothing more you take away from this podcast you can have a <laughs> beer in the stands while watching um, some Adran um Adran games uh, put you on the spot quickly um who's going to obviously you think Cardiff will win the league um who's going to who's going to be relegated on who do you think um i think it's between Aber Barry and Wrexham okay interesting yeah, yeah. interesting well, fingers crossed um, for ABBA that there isn't a double relegation with both in their <laughs> this year. Um, but yeah, as we said, uh, Wrexham Swansea is on SOC on um, Sunday uh, evening. So hopefully it's a really good advert uh, for the league. Um, and Gwilym, obviously, will have you on the pod to discuss all sorts as the season goes on, um, no doubt. And uh, yeah, we'll be sure to make sure uh, we we catch up with you on on everything that's going on in the Adran Premier um, and the north and south as well as as the seasons um, the season goes on. So thank you very much for joining us. Um, obviously, I'm recording this on Wednesday, the day after uh, coming back from Wales Way. So please, if I do sound like uh, an idiot uh, and I don't know what I'm talking about, uh, we'll put it down to that. Um, by the time you listen to the rest of the pod, it would have been recorded on Thursday, hopefully in a better state than I am now. So apologies for that. Uh, but Gwilym, thank you very much. And uh, we'll chat to you soon. Yeah. Yeah, Jack, right. Agent Phillips, are you there? Loud and clear, loud and clear. Not like you reparated and go to Latvia. So you're you're fighting fit then, are you? Always, mate, always, always fighting fit. Good. Uh, Half your squad. We'll come on to that now. (laughs) (laughs) Right then, let's uh, let's let's hear about what you've been up to then over the last week. Well, because the United Churches League doesn't recognise an international break, we play <laughs> we played the Bridmore Buddhists in the end of Saturday. We went one nil down actually. Um yeah. but then Trezor Gamble turned up late, see. He <laughs> he wrongly said he wrongly thought we were playing against the Brynavon Baptists, but yeah. went, it's not that far, so he didn't turn up, he didn't miss much of the game. We've all made uh, that mistake before, was Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easy. I I haven't found him yet. Um <laughs> So, but we still managed to win 12-1. Why does it say 12-0 if they went 1-0? Because <laughs> <laughs> you 
could have been 12 1. I don't know. Uh, also, we had a bloke join us from. Uh, I've actually, he's actually sent me a voice note. So I'll have to play this to you. Oh, it's dear. Incredulous stuff. Just, uh, just he, a quick uh, thing. You directed me. Yeah? yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> you played the Buddhist Buddhist team, did you? And maybe they didn't want to possess that one goal. Maybe that's why they <laughs> don't believe in possessions, they uh, Buddhists. Uh, I believe yeah. so. Yeah, no, but Buddhism do you miss. Well, I did uh, religious education to a, a low low level in uh, <laughs> school. Yeah, it's my section. Sure. Okay. Um. <laughs> right. So we had uh, a bloke join us from right Tom Pentre Disco Repenters. Right. Um. <laughs> and. <laughs> Yeah, I'll just play you this. Listen to this. I'm currently looking for a football club. I'm fit. I've recovered from a meniscus tear. I officially retired in November last year. I haven't really done much training since because of my injury. But my physio on Monday said that I can uh, start to run again. So um, I know how great you are at uh, you know fixing people's legs by giving them like a horse leg or something and i uh yeah to be honest i just want to be fast-tracked really through your um fitness program so i'm available from god and i'm ready for it <laughs> so oh. this idiot turned up not knowing that ken cow is no longer on the scene is he so, like you said, he reckons he could run. He can't run. He's diabolical. Andrew Dowlin made his debut. <laughs> he claimed to be the karaoke champion of Wales. Said, oh, I'll be good on the karaoke after, but we just left him there. I think he, he entertained the Buddhists more off the field than he did on the field. Well, <laughs> you've got to have a bit of everything in your squad, I guess. The, the, the only problem course, is... Buddhists, of course, famously... Buddhists, of course, famously love karaoke. Yeah. <laughs> the one from Bryn, the ones from Bryn Mawr, and Strongbow. Um, <laughs> yeah, that thing is, he might, he might have a place in the squad because uh, I'm not sure if you bothered listening last week, but Will Furnest was escorted off the field by Southwest Police. He's been jailed for eight years. Oh, there we are. It was only yeah, a matter he... of time before your new squad was jailed. Uh, do you know? He's, do you want to know what he was jailed for? I, I think you're going to tell us anyway. Yeah, I am going to tell you. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because that's the whole point of it. Yeah. Um, he used a petrol grinder to steal a train from Pontypridd train station. Oh. <laughs> a train, a train. Yeah, he <laughs> thought he, he, he watched the documentary on the Great Train Robbery, but he didn't realize that transport for wheels doesn't carry high value stuff. It doesn't carry <laughs> th- things of any value. Yeah. Depends how you look at it. Yeah, he got caught before the, at the next stop. Right. Police are waiting for him to get off. Trying to steal off. a train by yeah, driving it down the track. Yeah, <laughs> stopped in Mountain Ash or something. He's like, get off, mate. And he's like, yeah, good shout. Uh, Glamour Dosk and Trevor Sentu played well. And that's <laughs> uh, from the past there. Yeah, Trevor Sentu, he's uh, back yeah, in the scene. Back, back in the scene. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're all turning to religion, apparently. Uh, and then we're playing against uh, Kamar and Flat Earth United next week. <laughs> <laughs> is that yeah. is that a religion? Well, they claim it is. Well, fucking if Phillips's team's in this league, then I don't think you need yeah. a real strong basis for religion. <laughs> well, actually, I've seen the form they sent back. It's like, what religious denomination are you? And Red Allen put Madri down, <laughs> <laughs> and they accepted it. So anything goes, really. Yeah, there we definitely. are. 
Yeah. Apparently, uh, the command of Flat Earth United is pitch is quite bum- bumpy as well. <laughs> quite curved. <laughs> yes. Similar to the contours of the Earth, they won't have it though. No. Yeah. So, so that's what I've been up to this week. Um, and that's what I will be up to next week. Great. That nice, concise Phillips section there. Yeah. You were uh, planning on visiting Finest in jail uh, during his eightieth stint, or have you just seven times now? Go and see him through the window. Yeah. <laughs> if I had to visit every single one of my ex players who were in jail, I'd have no free time, would I? But you don't even visit the ones in hospitals, so fair play. <laughs> well, that's for legal reasons. <laughs> yeah. Not to. yeah. So, well, I'll have to look for a new physio now because I've got this croc from Tom Pendra playing. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, stay tuned for, I don't know, medical news or something. What was that? Andrew, def- Andrew Howlin, was it? Andrew Howlin, yeah, Andrew Howlin. How definitely not not coming back as physio then? Is he? Is he? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, don't know where he is. The yeah, abattoir, yeah. <laughs> experimented on, like as you know, the Goebbels of uh, Welsh <laughs> physiotherapy. Yeah, yeah. Put, trying to put wings instead of arms on some bloke from I don't know, whiskers somewhere. Yeah. The Gernos Goebbels, that's what they call him. <laughs> That's what we've said. Thanks, because uh, Red Allen wasn't a fan of him. Good but stuff. I gotta go. I got stuff to do. I'm wasting my time talking to you about criminal yeah. offences, yeah. and I can tell you're in a rush tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Off you go then. Cheers, Phillips. Cheers, boys. Have a good sleep, Rods. <laughs> Piss off, Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to part two, uh, which won't be as long as normal because um, we've already spoken for ages and Kaus is on a strict time limit because he's got a hot yoga class to get to. Um, <laughs> Bikram yoga, that's what it's called. No? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah right, let's start. Dabbling, <laughs> let's start with our game. Um, it was Gary Speed's birthday last week. Um, so uh, this week's match um, I've chosen is his first game in charge of Wales back in 2011. Uh, a 3-0 defeat to the Republic of Ireland in the um, the memorable first game of the inaugural and also last Carlin Nations Cup. Uh, oh. Rod, Rod, I think you won last time, didn't you, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, yeah Rod's yeah. won last time. Standard. Yeah, sorry, sorry yeah, Lord Lucan won last time. <laughs> <laughs> Lord Lucan, what's that? No, uh, that reference. A bloke who went missing. And... Oh, right. We'll get on to that. Um, Right, I've got. To, I've I've remembered to bring a coin with me to the podcast today, um. So we'll flip that. Uh, Rod, heads or tails, please. Ken uh, Funny Gumry, please. Tails for Wales. You won't be picking the Queen, would you? Uh, it is the Queen. Um. So Kaus, uh, I think that means you go first. Um, oh, there we go. Uh, or you can go second. It's up to you, really. What What would you rather? No, the... I'll 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 go first. But it, this. This is a really tricky time. It was another sort yeah. of crossover yeah. period, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm pick a, a fun one. Um, so, Kaus, am, uh, am I right? It. Am I right in saying it was Gary Speed's first game in charge? Yeah, this is why I've picked it, Kaus. Yeah. He said that just now. <laughs> oh, did you? Oh, fucking <laughs> hell. Yeah. I missed that. I was, yeah. I, was th- I was thinking about the yoga class I've got to get to. <laughs> yeah. um, right. Oh, Christ. This is going to be difficult. 
Oh, I mean, this, I've got so many names in my head, but I've got absolutely none that I think will be nailed on other yeah. than... Oh, fucking hell. Surely, surely Adam Ramsey played in this game. He didn't. Oh, for oh fuck's sake. Oh, my God. So, fucking hell. I'm now looking at the, the, the team, and I would say only one person is a guarantee in this team. The rest of them. Adam Ramsey wasn't in the squad. Um, which I think it might have been around the time of the leg break. It would have been around that time. I can't remember exactly. <sighs> right then, Rod, to win on the first Yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep it interesting by going for one of the riskier choices I've got in my mind. Okay. Because then I'll at least keep keep in the game if I'm wrong and make it yeah. interesting. Yeah. Uh, Adam Matthews? No, but that's a good shout. Um, oh. He wasn't on the bench you know- either. That's a really what, good shout, a, actually. What a top man. What a top man for going for that, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, not, I'm not going to go for the one that we're all thinking either. Uh, I'm going to go I'm going to go for the one that I was actually going to go for first, and that's Steve Morrison. No. Oh, fucking <laughs> hell. Jesus. Is anyone going to get one? He wasn't even on the just, bench either. Just put Where me out of my misery, please. Ron, Rod, what do you reckon? Hennessy. Correct, yeah. That's the uh, safe yeah. bet. That that so, uh, that wasn't a safe bet for me. I, I was going to say Gareth Bale, but yeah. oh God, no, he wasn't in the squad either. Um, why, why why wasn't he in the squad? I, was, I don't know. I really. I was it thinking was... when you said safe bet, it was got to be Hennessy because yeah, who else can you think of as a goal? Boaz, Mayle, who else was the keeper options back then? I can't even yeah. remember. Well, so I'm guessing I'm guessing in the team was like you, Andy King, yeah, uh, David Edwards, no, David no. Vaughan. Yeah, David Vaughan. Vaughan. Oh, so, uh, Lewin Nyatanga. On the bench. Fucking hell. So, Ashley uh, Williams. No. Darcy Blake. I mean, this is, he was on the bench. So, the, the, what the about Gunter? He, he came on, on at half time. So, okay. um, yeah. So, Wayne Hennessy in goal. Danny yeah. Collins is down as captain. Did you know Danny fuck Collins? Yeah. What the fuck? fuck? Yeah. Captain of Wales. Um, yes. James Collins. Neil yeah, Erdley. Yeah. Sam Ricketts, that was the defence. Um, midfield, Andy, Andy Crofts, oh, um, Andy yeah. King and David Vaughan. And then up front, Simon Church, Robert Inshaw, Hal robson Carnu. That's that's a disgusting team. <laughs> Isn't it just? And um, <laughs> the bench is Jason Brown, Lewis Price, Chris ah, Gunter, Lewin Nyatanga, Ashley Williams, Darcy Blake, Andy Dorman, Joe Ledley, Jermaine Easter, Freddie Eastwood, and Sam Vokes. Freddie Andy Dorman. Andy, Andy Dorman got yeah. in the team because he'd scored two goals in two games before that for St. Mirren. And I remember that because there was a there was a big Daily Post article about it because he's come from Connors Key or something like that. Yeah, I was he, expecting he two some goals sort of... two goals for St. Mirren and he got he got a, in the squad. Unbelievable. I was expect I was expecting a shit joke about bouncers when you started you mentioned Andy Dorman. <laughs> <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. right, um, that was a disgrace from from both of you. Well done, Rod, on getting the only uh yeah. sort of. Well, you, you, you like to make them easy for us, didn't you, Fairplay? Well, yeah. you know, <laughs> I I Do you, reckon... know Do you know what though? As as quite a recent one, but but then saying that, that's that's definitely by far the hardest one we've ever had. Do you reckon? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Now, I mean... I, USA friendly two thousand and three was the harshest I've ever been. Yeah, that, that's on a par, though. I'd say that was still yeah. 
I wouldn't have I, had a Eardley starting. I remember, I remember watching that game. I remember watching that game. Um, it was so bad. I remember watching it, was it as well. So in bad. G- I remember watching it on Sally. And and I think um, and then we played Northern Ireland, and I think the attendance was less than a thousand, wasn't it? It was some. I know where we didn't we didn't take much more than a hundred. I think a yeah. couple of um, if you like, uh, the Lewis brothers went, Garand and Colin, and I can't remember yeah. think of them anymore who went. If you'd have said at the start, I'm choosing the game that Danny Collins was captain in, <laughs> I'd have asked you when you started drinking again. Yeah, yeah. So there we are. Um. Yeah, I mean, even if I picked the South Korea friendly next week, I don't think you'd get all no, the way well, through the 11, to be honest, boys. Me and, me and Kaus aren't exactly great at re- <laughs> recollecting <laughs> games no. we've been at, let alone ones we are, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Right, let's answer some questions. Um, Andrew Dowlin says, in your opinions, who is the most likely out of the three of you to have a picture frame of live, laugh and love up in their home? <laughs> um, anyone? <laughs> Any takers? Yeah. <laughs> I think I think I've I think I've got one of those in my snooker room in the caravan. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, this is a good one. Uh, Tiddy in the bucket hats. If Wales Away was a movie, who would star as who? Uh, he says a young John Cleese would fit Tommy Couch's Tommy Couch's Tash game. Um, Rod, who would you, who'd play you in a in a film of Wales Away? Well, I when I used to live with a. My old housemates in Cardiff, they all told me I look like Jack Black, so that's the only <laughs> one that comes to my mind. Um, yeah. Who I'd like to play me is a different story, but I don't even know who that is, but uh, let's just say Jack Black whilst I have another thing. Okay. Uh, yeah. Kaus, you have I've had a few, John Cleese. I've had a few people tell me I look a bit like um, Willem Dafoe. Right. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go for that. Like, yeah, yeah, the Green Goblin. Yeah, Will I'm gonna have to Google Will. His face is a bit more frightening than yours, though, Kaus. That's a bit harsh. Oh, thank, <laughs> thank you, mate. Yeah, well, yeah. I can, yeah. I can kind. Of, I wouldn't have made the connection if you never said anything. Yeah, I've also, um, also, uh, also, only, Marlon, only when... Ding- Marlon Dingle oh. from Emmerdale's another one I've had. So yeah, we'll take that one. Only, um, when, uh, only when, only uh, when Kaus does that manic glare sometimes that we see, then then yeah. I can see the Will <laughs> throwing him. Yeah. That's that's purely for the group, that mate. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know who would play me in a film. I should think of these things before. Um, let's say, um, who's that bloke who's in everything? The Welsh bloke. Um, is it Mark Lloyd Roberts, something like that? What's his name? Not um. He's not, in like. Uh, uh, Matthew Rees. No, what's his bloody name? Plays Rob Morgan in Stella. That's how I know of him. Oh. I mean, he doesn't look oh, like me at all. He's just in Mark, every. Mark, Mark Lewis Williams or something. Mark like Lewis that. Williams. Yes, yeah. yeah. I know it's sort of like uh, the very Welsh names. Yeah, he's from uh, he's from Wrexham. He is. Yeah, Mark Lewis Jones. There we are. Mark Lewis Jones is yeah. it? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Not that he looks like me, just because he's in every Welsh thing ever. So you may as well throw him in as someone. Um, there we are. Right, um, Aaron Hill. Um, this is a fun question, um, mainly because um, I don't think he knows uh, exactly why it's funny for us. Um, Aaron Hill says, what's the longest you've been unaccounted for on a Wales away trip without a social media appeal? Um, should, we, should, we just, should we just sit back and let Rod take this one? Yeah, right? what do you reckon, Rod? Uh, well, I sh- shouldn't have been unaccounted for, really. Um, it was easily avoided, but... Uh... Yeah, probably the Latvia game just gone. Um, mentally, I'd probably say the Moldova game away because I kind of like vacated the premises 
uh, mentally before kickoff in that game. Um, but the lap the game just gone. Yeah, I think the eight percent beers had hit me by the eighty-eight minute mark. Yeah, and I kind of made my way out to towards the exit, and as soon as Brooks took that second away, I left for home <laughs> and uh, didn't look back. Didn't text any of the boys I was going home. Uh, Knew that some of them would try and convince me staying out was the best option, but I was in my mind, I was cooked, job done. So uh, I walked the however many kilometers it is, two and a half kilometers back in to the old town in Riga, went straight up to the room, straight into bed, comatose, and uh, woke up in the morning. <laughs> a lot of missed calls, a lot of texts, where are you? Uh, even a text from my brother who was back in Wales. Uh, text the boys where are you and then I saw the message then that they'd eventually come back to look for me in the apartment and uh, there I was comatose safe and sound but uh, bad egg for me maybe not telling the boys that I was going home but uh, I was always safe and sound I, I, I knew what I was doing it's just uh, you know when you reach those stages yeah. on a night out where you're like right there's only one thing that can rescue me <laughs> it's, yeah. it's getting the shit out Absolutely of here so, yeah. yeah, we it was a, probably about we were sat in the bar for about an hour after the game, uh, and me and our friend Tom were looking at each other, thinking, "Yeah, this is actually a little bit concerning now. Maybe we should go and do a welfare check." Uh, but there he was, <laughs> sleeping like a little baby, or as you described, Rod, a barrel wearing a pair of pants. I uh, I've got a, <laughs> a barrel wearing a pair of pants. I yeah, uh, I've got I've got two. So hold on to your hats. Okay. Um, Here we go. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, the first one. Um, yeah, not not that eventful really, but uh, I went to uh, uh, Brussels 2013 Belgium Belgium game when uh, Harry Wilson made his debut. That makes me feel old as well. He's 16 then. Um, but yeah, we went to Brussels. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, still to this day, possibly my favourite away trip. Well, saying that, no, Kiev, which I'll come on to in yeah. a minute, probably my favourite. But but yeah, Brussels 2013, and. Um, we went to Delirium, quite a famous uh, bar yeah, with Wales fans. Pink Elephant, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. Absolutely brilliant place. And, um, you know, drinking the, the old 9% beer and the uh, Mongozo <laughs> Banana, which is probably my favourite drink of all time, which I think they only serve there. Anyway, uh, I fell asleep in there like I always do, fell asleep in the bar. Um, you know, woke up, bucket hatless. Someone had stole it, obviously. And then, uh, yeah, just all my friends had gone home, left me to it. Can't blame them in all honesty. And uh, I just, I just thought, right, I'm just gonna. I looked him up for. I couldn't find my wallet anywhere. I thought, right, I'm just gonna walk back to the hotel. But I did not have any idea where this hotel was. <laughs> By some absolute miracle, absolute miracle, I walked in the correct direction, um, and and actually just wandered towards my hotel and found my hotel which is like a mile away from delirium just just literally i mean you've got how many points of the compass are there like you know eight or whatever but Four, I, I, I just managed to guess right and, uh, <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know i don't know how many you know what i mean but yeah i just went in the correct direction and found my own yeah. anyway second one um uh, ukraine obviously uh right you were there absolutely incredible yeah. trip um and uh yeah, me, me and uh, my good friend Stefan Thomas, we uh, we were absolutely hammered in this bar. I think it was like 50p a pint or whatever. And, um, you know, we uh, we were wandering through uh, Kiev probably four or five in the morning. And uh, we said, right, we need a taxi. We're, we're about two miles away from the hotel here anyway. Or a hostel. And uh, 
uh, we said, just said to this bloke, oh, taxi, taxi. Uh, and he goes, yeah, yeah, jump in. So we jumped into this car. He didn't have any signage on it whatsoever. And I was thinking, <laughs> uh, and he, uh, anyway, he pulls over. He goes, I'm just going to, I'm just going to have my friends come with me to help me. I was like, fucking, what's going on there? That's a new great accent, <laughs> by the way. And, uh, <laughs> and basically, these two guys, the biggest guys you've ever seen. Fucking hell! I, I thought we were going to die. Uh, anyway, they're about to jump in. Anyway, me and Steph ran out, and uh, eventually, I think we walked the whole way back. But um, that was our near-death experience because I've actually read online. Mm. I did a bit of googling after where people have been uh, robbed and uh, and and much worse has happened to them and dumped out in the woods in Kiev. So uh, well, there we are. So, yeah, I think we uh, I think we got away with one there. So I mean, and that's obviously... why you've only got one kidney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I sold that. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, right? I do, I do feel for the two blokes who are missing. I understand the panic from the friends. Yeah. But how long? How long should you give it on a Wales trip? Because people do end up in all sorts of situations. Rod, how long would you like us to give you if you weren't baby in bed? Well, I, I'd have liked the uh, the check, the welfare check to have taken place before anyone back home was informed. <laughs> yeah, that was but probably a bit of a bad not... idea. I'm not gonna go out my way to uh, point fingers because I should have. I had. I. I didn't have the flat phone excuse, so I could have just sent a message. But um, I think you know. I think if someone's still missing in the morning, and you haven't heard from them, then you you give them till about lunchtime, and then if they're not resurfacing, oh, fuck, resurfacing by then, then yeah. there's got to be questions to start asking because it's never. You know, you you got to be worried about your mates if they, if they're not showing up. Can, can I just say at this point, yeah. can I just say at this point, Rods, Dave the Rave goes missing every Wales away trip and no yeah, one that, questions if, where he is. If, no one ever that's... questions where he is. They just wait to see him at the next Wales game and he's <laughs> always there. That's the thing. If he, if that's your thing, then I won't fucking worry about it. <laughs> you know, if yeah. it's someone who's usually not uh, renowned for going AWOL, then I'd probably say... Maximum twelve hours from the last time you saw him, and then that's a bit of a concern. Then, yeah. Um, but then you've got to give you've got to account for maybe someone's uh, got lucky on a night, or you know they've they've slept in a doorway or been locked in the toilet somewhere. Yeah. You got to give them a bit of grace, but uh, it's never it's never too late to check on your mates, is it? So you know no. it's best no. to safe, safe yeah. and sorry, and and ho- and luckily these two blokes on this most recent trip have turned up safe and sound and just had a few too many uh, strong beers so yeah yeah i agree um we can laugh about it now that everyone's safe and sound yeah Um, yeah but yeah fair play for their mates for looking out for them and fair play to us for looking out for you rod fair play to you but no knowing when when, when you finish um uh, you know my utmost respect it's uh, it's some, it's something I wouldn't have done ten years ago. Put it that way. So I'm, yeah. I'm quite happy with myself for that sort of decision making. Yeah, even I mean, in my uh, you know when the, state, you know when the panic sort of sets in when these sort of things happen and and you have worst case scenarios rattling around your head. My worst case scenario was that you'd gone to the toilet at the ground and passed out while on the toilet and you were locked in the ground, um, which. You know, could have been worse, but that was sort of the That's only. It's not thing a I bad worst case scenario, is it? Yeah. No, no, I don't think you'd yeah. been killed or anything. Um, no, you know, or maybe a wild boar had found you. But there we are. 
Um, <laughs> right. Um, there's a few more questions, but we are we are strapped for time, so I'll 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 just go for Bush, Bush's question. Um, because why not? Um, he says, <clears throat> "Busy girl buys beauty. The pretty girl buys style, and the simple girl buys what she's told to buy." Protested Billy Bragg. So many boys and girls are swayed by social media. I've become a social media influencer. If you were a social media influencer, <laughs> what would you, who and what would you influence? Um, Kaus, easy question for you. You are an influencer, I think. Um, who would you? Who and what would you influence? If you if you were one. Um, easy for you to say. Uh, yeah, I uh, I'd probably go. Yeah, food, mate. I enjoy telling people. Do you know what? One of my one of the greatest things I've ever achieved is the fact that people actually ask me now, where's the chippy and where's the best yeah, chippy in such and such? I love that. It, it makes me feel like I'm actually doing something worthwhile with my life for the first yeah. time ever at the age, at the, at the jolly old age of 37. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing something to help the general public. So, um, yeah, I, I think, I think that would be, um, you know, that's something that I'm particularly proud of. Right. Yeah. I think that's a nice one. I think food would be a yeah. good one because you get invited to like, all you know nonsense restaurants and get to try yeah, stuff for yeah. free um, the, the, only, foods, yeah. the only thing is i do get a lot of criticism because i i just say that everything's nice but yeah. i like i genuinely do like everything it's right up your street etc it's right up my street mate anything yeah. that's not healthy i mean fuck off with your healthy shit <laughs> yeah. uh, you know any anything that's got like you know a, a, a horrible horrible amount of salt or or fat or you know, just get, get it all involved. What MSG for the way. What about you, Rod? What would you like to influence? Um, public opinion. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's sort of what an influencer is, mate. Yeah, yeah I know. I was buying uh, <laughs> time. Uh, well, I did. I did have my uh, attempt at being a fitness influencer, health and fitness. Um. By providing elaborate training regimes, so I'd, maybe I'd get back in that game and yeah. watch people uh, rack up really, really awful injuries and see the claims roll in and yeah, see how how far they get with them. I don't know. So, yeah. <laughs> I think anything yeah. that would get me free stuff um, is a winner. I do lo- love free stuff. Um, but there we are. Right. Um, apologies if we haven't got around to your questions. There was a couple of good ones, but uh, time is of the essence, unfortunately. Um, House, I'm going to ask you to pick a song shortly um, because I forgot to ask anyone else before. Um, Rodri, what is your closing statement um, uh, before before we finish? Uh, don't know. Just catch you when I'm feeling better next week. I suppose I'm uh, still still trying to get over the old uh, Riga. Mind blitz that I was with body, mind and body blitz. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. Keep on trucking, and I'll be quiet now. Thank you. Nice, uh, Kaus. What song are you picking? And do you have any closing statements? Uh, no closing statements from me, other than than uh, keep <laughs> eating horrible uh, salty food. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just uh, my my song. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go a bit old school. I'm gonna treat the listeners this week, and I'm gonna go mm. for. Uh, uh, a tame lad by Dap Luggy. Nice. Okay, solid pick. 
Um, probably had it before, but I'm more than happy to oblige. No, wait, I think I think I've done that, Blucky, but not the same lad. I don't think, mate. Okay, yeah, that's probably fair. Um, I, we definitely done Caddy Gumry. Um, but yeah, yeah, we'll always oblige for that. Um, and usual for me, by the magazine. Keep listening to the podcast. Um, thanks to everyone who made Wales away great. Um, looking forward to doing it all again in November. Um, in Armenia, and uh, yeah, God bless everyone. Um, speak to you next week uh, all the best goodbye